Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 1782. When I went out to the garden today, the Lord said to me, Return to your room, for I will be waiting for you there. As soon as I returned, I saw the Lord Jesus sitting at the table and waiting for me. He looked at me kindly and said, My daughter, I want you to write now, because that walk would not have been in conformity with my will. I remained alone and immediately got down to writing. When I immersed myself in prayer and united myself with all the masses that were being celebrated all over the world at that time, I implored God for the sake of all these holy masses to have mercy on the world and especially on poor sinners who were dying at that moment. At the same instant, I received an interior answer from God that a thousand souls had received grace through the prayerful mediation I had offered to God. We do not know the number of souls that is ours to save through our prayers and sacrifices. Therefore, let us always pray for sinners. Today, in the course of a long conversation, the Lord said to me, How very much I desire the salvation of souls. My dearest secretary, write what I want to pour out my divine life into human souls and sanctify them if only they were willing to accept my grace. The greatest sinners would achieve great sanctity if only they would trust in my mercy. The very inner depths of my being are filled to overflowing with mercy, and it is being poured out upon all I have created. My delight is to act in a human soul and to fill it with my mercy, and to justify it. My kingdom on earth is my life in the human soul. Write, my secretary, that I myself am the spiritual guide of souls, and I guide them indirectly through the priest, and lead each one to sanctity by a road known to me alone. Mother Superior, Irene, visited me today, but only for a short while. When she looked around, and she said that everything was too pretty here. It is true, the sisters are trying to make my stay in the sanatorium pleasant, but all this beauty does not lessen my sacrifice, which God alone can see, and which will cease only when my heart stops beating. Neither the beauty of the whole earth nor even of heaven itself can blur the torture of my soul, which is real at each moment, though so deeply interior. It will end when you yourself, author of my suffering, say, Enough. There is nothing that could lessen my sacrifice. First Friday after Corpus Christi, June seventeenth, 1938. Right away, on the Friday after Corpus Christi, I felt so unwell that I thought the long, longed-for moment was approaching. I had a high fever and spat up much blood during the night. Yet I, could, I, yet 
I did go to receive the Lord Jesus in the morning, but I could not stay for the Holy Mass. In the afternoon, my temperature dropped suddenly to 35.8 degrees centigrade. I felt so weak that it was as if everything inside me were dying. But when I steeped myself in profound prayer, I understood that it was not yet the moment of deliverance, but only a closer call from my bridegroom. When I met with the Lord, I said to him, You are fooling me, Jesus. You show me the open gate of heaven, and again you leave me on earth. The Lord said to me, When in heaven you see these present days, you will rejoice and will want to see as many of them as possible. I am not surprised, my daughter, that you cannot understand this now, because your heart is overflowing with pain and longing for me. Your vigilance pleases me. Let my word be enough for you. It will not be long now. And my soul found itself once again in exile. I lovingly united myself to the will of God, submitting myself to his gracious decrees. The conversations that I hear in this place about worldly matters make me so tired that I nearly faint. The sisters who nurse me have noticed this because it shows outwardly. St. Faustina went out to the garden for a walk, but Jesus met her and sent her to her room. In her room, he asked her to write in her diary. Taking the walk outside at that time would not have been in conformity to his will. Perhaps she would have met someone on the walk, or perhaps time is of the essence for her to finish writing her diary. Faustina united her prayer with the masses being celebrated around the world at that moment and asked with faith for the salvation of the souls dying at that time. Apparently, she saved 1,000 souls in this way. I read once that there are around 104 people dying every minute. We should remember to pray for them. Jesus tells Faustina how much he wants to save souls. He wants no one to be lost for all eternity. He will help us to get to heaven. We just need to open our heart to him and give him permission to act. Faustina received a visit in the hospital from her mother superior, who thought that everything was too pretty there. Perhaps she was looking for a more ascetical environment for St. Faustina. But despite the flowers and the decorations in the rooms, Faustina was still suffering greatly, interiorly. It is nice to have some beauty in one's surroundings, especially when one suffers. On the first Friday after Corpus Christi, Faustina's sufferings returned. She thought it was the end because her fever became high, but then her temperature dropped down to below normal, and she felt very weak. Uh, she still apparently was not, the end had not yet come. She had about four more months in her life. And Jesus told her that from the perspective of heaven, she would see the great value of all of her days of suffering on earth. It is hard to appreciate them from our earthly perspective in the midst of the suffering. Faustina was tired out by the worldly conversations that she heard in the hospital which she knew and realized were just a waste of time. 
we should concentrate on the things of heaven. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.